Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Well, Since You Asked, a podcast created by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs with exclusive interviews brought to you by Halford Social Pros with your host, Spencer Halford. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Well Since You Asked. My name is Spencer Halford. So, so happy to have you here on this very overcast Thursday. It has not been this overcast in Southern Utah in quite a while. Looking out the window right now in the podcast studio, and yeah, it's cloudy out there. <laughs> it's been a while since it's been like this. We're famous for our sunshine, and we're rolling about three consistent days of overcast right now. So, I'm not complaining. It's been warm. Uh, stoked to have you here today. Uh, I'd love to share my thought and then get into my topic today. Thought of the day is by Lori Deshane. I'm, I'm thinking it's Deshane. Not, not 100% sure on that last name. Lori Deshane says, be the person who breaks the cycle. If you're judged, choose understanding. If you're rejected, choose acceptance. If you're ashamed, choose compassion. Be the person you needed when you were hurting, not the person who hurt you. Vow to be better than what broke you. To heal instead of becoming bitter so that you can act from your heart, not on your pain. That quote is one I found just a few hours ago. Literally Googled the thought of the day and uh, clicked the first link I could find. And this one popped up and was (laughs) remarkably right on topic with what I wanted to talk about today. It's crazy. You know, this whole podcast, the theme over these past few episodes has really been just be a good person. Stop being a bad person. There's enough of them in the world that we don't need anymore. Just be kind to each other. Just be nice, right? Let's just let's just start there. Just be nice to each other, please. Before we get too far into the show, I did want to share If you are a guest that would like to be on the show, you're an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, or someone who's just passionate about business, please email hello at halfordsocialpros.com. I would love to have you or feature your guest on the show. If you have questions about business entrepreneurship or want to have uh, a question answered, also email hello at halfordsocialpros.com. Would love to answer those questions. All right, moving into today's topic. It's a question I get asked all the time, Uh, not necessarily by business owners or uh, (laughs) really people I'm doing business with. It's mostly friends, family, and people who are curious, Uh, curious about what, what the heck I have been up to recently. The question comes in various forms, you know, no one's really too direct in how they want to answer or how they want to ask this question. Uh, the question I more often than not get is, how did you start your own business? And it's such a such a wild story that um, I wanted to make a podcast about it and reference it. Um, the truth is, it really happened by accident um, through a series of, of uh, you might call them unfortunate events, but I look back on them now and they are my strongest hour. Um, and speaking of that, I just had Samantha Parker on the show, episode two. Check that one out. Um, she was over Badassery Magazine, just an absolute awesome woman. Um, there's a quote in there that she said, uh, I believe the quote was, um, I either win or learn, I never lose. And 
that is so true. You know, for entrepreneurs, we we have to win or we have to learn. Um, loss or failure is such a turning point, and it really is the best way to learn. So without further ado, I'd, I'd love to tell you how I started my business. And the, the reality is, is I've always loved social media marketing. I uh, am addicted to it, quite honestly. It has been amazing to learn about what makes the human mind want to function for an ad, how to get that to uh, pay a business money. It's just a, a really cool concept that you can go out on a social platform like Facebook and Instagram and begin finding business if you know how to do it right. Um, and always interested in it is, is an interesting term. I'm a millennial. I'm 24 years old. Um, I always say we grew up with the Sony Walkman and we finished with the iPad. Um, it, it was quite the industrial revolution as I grew up and it, there's no sign of it stopping. It, it just keeps going. It's amazing. Um, when I was in high school, I started high school in, oh geez, 2010. I started high school in 2010. Man, it doesn't seem like that long ago. That was only nine years ago. Holy smokes. <coughs> I started high school in 2010, and they had an orientation day where you could go in, meet some of the teachers, see what they were offering. It was kind of that, you know, go in, see the building so you're not freaked out, and then also, you know, find a cool class you might want to take. And so, you know, coming from junior high, I'm hearing about all these clubs and things like that. And <laughs> I don't know if my high school is just like unique or something, but like they did not have the clubs that were advertised in movies or even like cousins that were like, oh yeah, I was in like this Mountain Dew club or the skateboarding club. It's like, nah, I don't think that existed at, at my school. Um, but we did have a organization called DECA and a marketing teacher who is very passionate about teaching these kids in the class practical business applications so that they could succeed in the real world. And my parents uh, were like, hey, you should take this class. I was like, no, I don't want to take this class. So I didn't take the class until one day, one of my best friends, Jack Van Leer, came to me and said, hey, Spencer, uh, if you take this class, they're giving out free laptops. And I was like, dude, you know, I maybe had like <laughs> $10 to my name. So my initial thought was, hey, I can get this laptop and then I can sell it and make more money because I knew how to sell things online. So I went to the counselor, changed my class to marketing. The name of the class was the Purple Cow. The uh, teacher even came to the first class dressed in all purple, purple shoes, purple suit, purple tie, purple shirt, everything. Everything was purple. Um, and I was like, why is going on here? Why is happening? And it wasn't until I realized then that we were about to read a book by Seth Godin called The Purple Cow, which uh, changed, you know, uniquely changed the way that I thought about the world and just being unique and different, uh, not only in, in business and branding, but just, you know, myself, you know, I, I am unique and different to the rest of the world. And, and so are you as a listener. To make a really long story short, I ended up taking a marketing class every semester throughout high school. From 2010 until 2013, I was immersed in these marketing courses, and it was amazing. I loved them all. My senior year of high school, I was in an organization called DECA. I qualified internationally. DECA is a competitive sales and marketing organization. I qualified in an event called Entrepreneurship Innovation, where I wrote about a fictitious app that I had created 
that would help local fishermen, <laughs> of all things. Identify good spots. It was all based on user data, user feedback. There was an option to run ads in the app. It was a great app. Um, and I qualified internationally, got a trip to go to Anaheim, California, and it was a blast. Loved it. That same year, I took my first social media marketing class. It was the first offered at the high school, and I should say the high school level, not just my high school, the high school level in the United States. It wasn't being taught, just our high school. And we know this because there was no curriculum for it. Uh, my teacher, I, I don't want to say he, he winged it because it was anything but winging it. He did a great job instructing the class. But our lectures included things like Damon John Skyping in, and I, I always will remember having Damon John speak to our class. It was amazing. Uh, it, it also included, we came into class one day and the teacher stood up and said, all right, who here has a, a Facebook account? Raise your hand. And, you know, the, Facebook was the, the big social network in 2013, so everyone's hand went up. He said, okay, who here has an Instagram? And may, maybe a few hands went down, but you know, Instagram was, was up and coming at the time. And then he said, who here has a Twitter? And there was maybe two hands left up. And this is a class of about 15, 15 kids. So he said, all right, we're going to go into the computer lab and we're all going to make Twitter accounts because we need to understand how this platform works. So we got up, we went into the, the uh, lab and started making our own Twitters. And ever since then, Twitter has been my favorite social network. And I am so glad he did that because otherwise I probably wouldn't be on Twitter. I love Twitter. Anyways, uh, graduated from school, uh, just with a burning desire to, hey, I want to do something with social media and and do a great job. Uh, I graduated from high school. I went on a two-year LDS mission to Alberta, Canada, to the city of Calgary. Uh, gone for two years, was not studying anything about marketing. Uh, came home, moved to southeast Idaho, and took a job in a call center. It was the first job I could get. Um, it was with a company called Melaleuca, and I eventually worked my way up into the company where I was uh, in their corporate office working in the business development department. Um, and the business development department in this, this company was a, a prestigious place to be in because you were speaking directly with marketing executives and coaching them and teaching them on how to run their businesses. How do you pitch to them? How do you sell to them? Um, how do you market? How do you use tools like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to get more business? And so my job was to teach these marketing executives how to do that. It was a great job. It was steady. It was a good job while I was in college. And I was, you know, at that point, I'd been working for the company for roughly two years. I was newly married and it was, it was a fine job. Had good insurance, everything like that. One day I was on LinkedIn and found a friend who was saying that his, his company was hiring, the one he worked at. It was in Rexburg where I was living, which means I didn't have to have a commute. I responded. The VP of sales called me uh, he actually called me during my lunch break at Mel Luca. I walked the field out there and talked to him for nearly 30 minutes and he ended up offering me a job over the phone. Uh, and before long, I was in Rexburg and I was traveling the country with this company teaching marketing professors how to teach digital marketing. And it was a rush. It was a whirlwind. I learned so quick, so much more than you know, anywhere I, I had been taught. I, I knew the basics of these things, but being able to jump in, get up to speed on this material was amazing. Uh, they were a courseware provider, so I had all their courseware at my disposal. I was reading it and analyzing it every night. Uh, I was fluent in these textbooks. I knew the chapters. 
Uh, I knew the, the algorithms of these things. It was amazing. I really, really immersed myself in what I was selling. And being able to travel and talk to these professors was a, an added bonus. I was brushing shoulders with very prestigious educators who wanted to talk to me about digital marketing. It was fantastic. I loved every minute of it. To make a long story short, I had a falling out with the owner. We did not see eye to eye on things like culture. That This is the reason I will not say the name of the company is I, I do not want to put them on until I know that things have changed there. And right now I don't know that. And I really haven't been pestering and I really don't care. But the, it's funny that the quote of the day that I read was today because he would share frequently about employers he did not like, bosses he did not like, and treated us the same. And I hope one day that that changes because that was the best job I have ever had. Still, Probably still to this day, the best job I've ever had. And man, it only takes one. It takes one. There was a group of 40 of us and it took one to ruin it for nearly all of us. Anyways, I left that company and started working for a digital ads agency in Idaho Falls. I was very, very excited to be working with this company. Uh, I will also not say the name of this company. It is not a company I feel like putting on. Um, I worked for them for three months. And it was obvious from the day I got there that I did not fit in with them culturally. We, we did not connect. While they were, uh, you know, nice people, I could speak with them. We did not vibe. You know, it was cordial, but not, uh, you know, that was really it. It was, it was cordial. Uh, while I was there, though, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot more about paid advertising that I didn't know. I became certified in uh, Facebook Blueprint. You know, there, there was so much that I did there that, to me, the, the pros outweigh the cons. One day, I went on a vacation for Memorial Day. We left from Southeast Idaho to St. George to go spend some time with my parents. I drove all the way back, went to work on Monday. The owner and the chief operating officer pulled me into their office. And I assumed it was about, you know, the, the tasks that were ahead for the week. They sat me down and said, hey, uh, I think you know as well as we do, um, this isn't a, a great fit. Uh, and, and I appreciated that that was the approach. But there were other things said that I knew were not true. Yes, I did not vibe with these people. We were different. <laughs> Dramatically different, to say the least. And, and that was fine. You know, people can have their differences. But then I was told that my heart was not in what I did. And I could not have been further from the truth. I've been pursuing this dream since 2010. And so I felt like I just got slapped in the face. I was being let go from this company for, you know, tr trying my hardest. I, I, again, won't go into details. I consider this moment my finest hour. And not because of what I did. I mean, getting fired from a job, certainly, you know, on paper, isn't really that awesome. I mean, it leaves you feeling devastated. Uh, hopeless, you question yourself. Um, it, it was hard. It, it was really, really hard to drive home and, and tell my wife what happened. 
we just moved to a new town so I could have this job. It was, that was rough sailing for a minute there. And I knew the thing that really hurt me was I knew that when I left their office, that they were the type of people to start backbiting me. And I, I've heard still, you know, it's been a year and a half. They're still doing it. So, you know, that, that type of shit happens and it's unfortunate, but again, it, I still consider it my finest hour and here's why I'm driving home. It's, uh, it's about 10 in the morning. I've just received news. I've been let go. I'm driving home and I decide, Hey, I probably got to do something about this. You know, this, this isn't a fun boat to be in. So I, uh, heard that Uber and Lyft had just come to Idaho Falls. So I downloaded that and I signed up to be a driver and within the next hour I was back in the town and I was making money. I started uh, driving. I think I had three or four drives the first day. You know, I think I made like a hundred bucks or so. It wasn't bad money. Um, it was easy. Got to nap in the car. Uh, but it, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. But the fact that I rebounded and responded that way was encouraging to myself. I was able to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, even hours after I was let go, this is not going to hold me back. In the meantime, my wife and I had been kicking around the idea of moving to Southern Utah um, so I could uh, begin at Dixie State University. And so we decided to pull the trigger on it. We decided we were going to move. We'd only lived in our new location for three months and we were going to move again. And that, that was a nightmare. But I knew we were going to move, so I started calling, and this is how, quote, how I started my business. If you, if you want to know, this is how. I started, I picked up the phone from Shelly, Idaho, and started calling and said, hey, my name's Spencer. I know how to run Facebook and Instagram ads. I think it'd be really beneficial for your business. Can I come in and talk to you? And I got a, a ton of no's, like just... No, no, no. I've worked in sales for a long time. So no's don't, don't get me down. They don't bum me out. But I was calling and calling and calling. No, no, no. I finally got a yes. I got a yes. Then I was on a streak. Called again, got another yes. Called again, got another yes. Called again, got another yes, right? These, these calls were working. And all I was doing was going down the St. George Chamber of Commerce business list alphabetically. Hey, I'm calling uh, your cleaning company. Hey, I'm calling your legal office. Here's what I do. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It, it was actually pretty textbook. So I decided I needed to get down there. So I booked a flight from Idaho Falls to Las Vegas. My dad picked me up there. And on the drive up, one of the people that gave me a yes emailed me and said, we don't want your service anymore. We, we just hired someone to do it full time. And I was devastated, you know, they were one of the, you know, four or five that I was going to be meeting with that week. It was such a shot, you know, I, I haven't even started and I'm already getting shot down. But again, you know, I had to I win or learn. I never lose. So I learned, all right, that's probably a company I didn't want to do business with anyways. No problem. So then I, I went, I started uh, meeting with these people. And before you know it, I had... I was, I'd gained three clients and they were paying me. Uh, by the time my wife moved down here, between moving and new rent and the cost of the U-Haul and gasoline and all this crap, 
We landed in St. George, Utah with $137 in our bank account. We were living in the top or in the upper bedroom of my parents' house. It was rough. You know, it was not a situation we wanted to be in. And so being able to get these clients on board and have them start paying was, was fantastic. That's a question I get all the time. How do you acquire clients? And the most simple answer is work for them. Put on your shoes, walk the streets and talk to them, pick up your phone, start calling them. I mean, that's as basic as it can get. (laughs) So I started having these clients paying me before I knew we were making money. My wife got a job down here as a graphic artist with an amazing company. Um, And that's where we went, you know, ever since then, I've started growing and growing. I've joined uh, a network of the St. George Chamber of Commerce. Anyone wanting to start a business, especially if you're operating locally, let me back that up. If you are operating a business at all, the local Chamber of Commerce is definitely something you want to be involved in. My business has grown exponentially from a $350 investment into the Chamber of Commerce. In fact, my bill's coming up again for it, and that is one that's like, please take my money, because you guys are amazing. I love the chamber. Uh, Another meeting I went to right off the bat down here was something called BNI. I'm pretty sure that stands for Business Networking International. I sit up in front of a group of roughly, I'd say 70 to 100 people, rough to tell. I introduced myself. I told them what I did, and I, I got two clients from it. I was not salesy. It was just, hey, here's what I do. It was it was amazing. I had these clients on retainer. They were referring me to their friends. And, and again, this was all happening by accident. I had been let go from a job where I didn't vibe with these people in Idaho Falls. I was initially calling, asking for a job, but I had started freelance work. And I was, as all, you know, for all intents and purposes, I was a freelancer. Uh, I was collecting money through Venmo. Um, I signed up for QuickBooks Self-Employed, which I just did on my phone. It was an app. It was like a dollar a month. I could send invoices from it. I identified as a sole proprietorship. And eventually I got enough clients where I decided... Uh, the government probably wants to know what I'm doing with my money, which is a good thing and a bad thing. One, it means you have to pay a lot more in taxes, but the good thing is it means you're making more money. So pros and cons. So this is another question I got. How did you really start a business? Like, like how did you get an LLC? Very simple. Went online to utah.gov, went through their business portal, entered in all my information, paid a $25 LLC fee, and I had an LLC. That simple. That's pretty easy. You can use a service like LegalZoom to do it if you want. I think LegalZoom is super expensive. Um, You can have a a business attorney write you up something for roughly the same cost as something like LegalZoom. You'll probably get a little bit more clarity by doing it that way. But I got my EIN number and I I was set. I knew that it was a legitimate LLC. I hired a CPA and... Uh, switched up my accounting software even. And since then, it has been the same. You know, I still put on my shoes. I walk the streets. I network. I talk. I go to Chamber of Commerce events. I go to BNI meetings. Uh, I host this podcast. 
every day I try and do something that is different from the next day. And that's very easy considering the line of work I'm in as a creative ads agency. You know, we work in, it's different every day. That, that goes without saying. But as far as finding people every single day in a new way, that's challenging. That's hard. And so being able to identify new ways of prospecting, and believe me, I've tried a ton. I was just reflecting this morning. I had a prospecting idea that I poured probably $400 into, and it all failed. Now, anyone listening to this podcast that's more seasoned, they're like, okay, $400 for something to fail, that's nothing. When I was just starting out, $400 to fail was a lot. You know, I, I didn't want $400 to be flushed down the toilet, and it was. But again, like Samantha said, win or learn, I never lose. Now I know, hey, that was maybe a good idea. I didn't execute right. Or I know, okay, that was a bad idea. People are not responding that way. Don't do that again, right? Now I know. And then I can take that new information and better myself down the road. There's so much that I wish I could say about starting a business, but I would be all over the map. You know, there's so many things. And and one thing I do want to know, there are so many highs, the highest of highs, and there are so many lows, you know. And it's like a roller coaster, you know. You go up, you go down. Sometimes you're on the straightaway. Sometimes you, you've plateaued. But through it all, it has been so worth it. Another reason I'm glad that today's quote was the way it is, is I was able to learn from those previous two employers. Again, I'm, I'm not going to name them or their organizations, but I learned how I don't want to treat people. If, uh, you know, I've got two employees working for me right now. They want a day off, take the day off. Hey, if you want, you want to talk to me about an issue you're having, talk to me about an issue you're having. We all work remotely, it's all virtual, and we love it. One of my employees has a little child. She lives in Rexburg. It's hard for her to, to make some hours that she needs. But hey, guess what? I don't care. Because if the work's getting done, it doesn't bother me. And there's nothing better than just being a good person and understanding that someone has their life, you have yours. Just, <laughs> for a lack of better words, pull your head out of your ass and be a good person. Again, I'm, I'm going to read this quote to close. Again, it's by Lori Deshane. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name. I'm going to look her up. Lori Deshane. And the quote again, be the person who breaks the cycle. If you were judged, choose understanding. If you were rejected, choose acceptance. If you were shamed, choose compassion. Be the person you needed when you were hurting, not the person who hurt you. Vow to do better than what broke you, to heal instead of becoming bitter. So you can act from your heart, not your pain. Love the quote. If you guys have questions, specific details too about starting a business, hit me up. DM me on Instagram. Email me. Pretty easy to get a hold of. I would love to answer your questions. I'll even make my own episode about it. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please feel free to hit me with all sorts of feedback. Even if you think this podcast blows, I am totally up for hearing it because I am certainly not not in any position above good, constructive feedback. Again, this is Spencer Halford with Halford Social Pros. Check us out online at www.halfordsocialpros.com or on Instagram at Halford Social Pros. There you can see a full 
not a full, a good library of tips, tricks, ideas on how to grow your brand on Facebook and Instagram. My name is Spencer Halford. Thank you for tuning in.